Hey there. Thanks for joining me today for another episode of Lymphedema Podcast. My name is Betty. I'm a certified lymphedema therapist, passionate lymphedema advocate, wife, mother, and the voice behind Lymphedema Podcast. What began as a small passion project in 2019 to provide answers and explanations to people with the lymphatic disease lymphedema has now reached more than 75 countries. Whether you're a patient, caregiver, or medical professional, or someone interested in lymphedema, there is an episode here for you. Every week this season, there will be a new episode to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. I am so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Hey everybody, welcome back to this episode of Lymphedema Podcast. I don't know exactly what number to call this, but we are going to continue our conversation with Trish that we had back in April, talking about her postpartum and labor and delivery journey. Specifically, this episode is going to cover all of the details of her postpartum recovery, what it was like going into the baby and mom room and basically finding out her vagina turned into a hot dog bun and it was super swollen. Also covering what her CLT advised her to do, what has helped her since having Luke. He's almost a year old. And so she has had time to adjust and modify to treating and managing her genital lymphedema as well as her lower extremity lymphedema. So I hope that you really enjoy this episode, this part two continuation of our postpartum labor and delivery conversation with Trish. If you didn't listen to the episode back in April, please go back and listen to it if you are someone who is looking to become pregnant or you have lymphedema and you think that um, having a baby is in your future, whether you're the man or the woman in this uh, equation, go and check it out and you'll get a lot of information from it as well as some background information on Trisha's journey. She's been a labor and delivery nurse for over a decade, so she has a lot of really great experience that a normal person doesn't have in the labor and delivery or pregnancy world. So she could not be a better person to walk us through this topic. I hope you guys really enjoy it. I went to postpartum, everybody was telling me oh, you really need to put ice on your bottom. Like you're just really swollen. Like they were showing my mom and my husband how to make like these special ice packs to put inside my labia because they were so swollen. Like second red flag, like should have like been like, uh, what are we doing down there? Um, but we tell people to wear ice on their bottom after they deliver because it helps reduce the swelling just in normal deliveries. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like I was still like just enjoying my baby trying to like rest as much as I could because I was just super tired from the mag. So that next morning they turned my mag off and I was up moving around and finally realizing how swollen my bottom was. And they took my catheter out and I was like terrified that I was not going to be able to pee because my bottom was super swollen still. And now I knew my bottom was swollen. And um, thankfully, like I was able to pee just fine because it was lymphatic swelling, not like trauma swelling. So like, it's just like fluidy puppy. And so whenever I like went to the bathroom and I was like cleaning myself up and I was like, okay, this is not normal swelling. Like, I mean, I see normal swelling all the time by taking care of people who have babies, 
I'm like, this is not normal. So um, my husband and I had like a very um, intimate uh, moment when I was like, you're going to have to look at my bottom. And he's like, I'm not looking at your bottom. Everybody says it's terrible down here. And it's I a was war like, zone. Hey, no, that's what he's like. She's like, they say it's so bad. And I'm like, you're going to have to look. I'm like, you and my mom are the only one who knows what lymphedema swelling looks like. Like, you know what my legs look like when they're swollen. I mean, you're the only ones who understand this. So, like, either I'm going to have to have my mom drive here to look at my vagina (laughs) or you're going to have to look at it. And so, I, so finally he did, and he was like, "Yeah, it's it's definitely lymphedema." And so then we had like this whirlwind moment when we were like, "Oh my gosh! Like, why did no one tell us this? Like, why, out of all of the things, like, why did no one say that this could happen? Like, was it because I tore? Was it would it have been better to have a C-section? Like, we like just like." like got very caught up in the tornado of like emotions. Um, and then thankfully my nurses were also my coworkers and they were there for me, just like they would be for any other patients. But like they brought Luke in our baby and we just snuggled with him and cried. And um, then we had our moment and then we were like, Hey, we can't just feel sorry for ourselves. Like, I, like, I have to figure out what to do with this because nobody here understands this. So I have to figure this out. And so that's when I like posted on the Lumpy Strong um, Facebook page and had a very vulnerable moment when I like asked if like, uh, can your lymphedema look like hot dog buns after you deliver? Like, I don't even remember what I actually posted, but I like, um, felt like, you know, it's very vulnerable. Like people don't talk about vaginas. Like some people don't even tell their babies, siblings that their baby comes out of a vagina. Like they say it comes out their belly button and stuff. So like, it's like, you know, such a taboo subject. Like, I mean, it's a very natural process. Like it shouldn't be, but it is. And I reached out to my CLT and um, because we were supposed to go home that next day. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, am I not going to be able to go home? Like, am I going to have to go home and like deal with this on my own? Like, you know, all of those things. So um, it was thankfully like when I posted on the Lumpy Strong website, like, and I was just like flooded with support and a community that like definitely had experienced the same thing, but also was in the same boat as far as was not pre-gamed with that knowledge of this is your lymphedema. And it just made me like almost like even more like sad's probably not the right word, but like just sad for the fact that like so much of this we have to like do together but alone. Like we have to like learn from each other because our healthcare system doesn't understand it. And so like I was just like so happy when you messaged me and kind of like helped me along my way as well and then asked me to do this because I feel like the more people we can help have any kind of information is a win. Like, even if we help one person, like it's a win. Um, 
So, but yeah, so that, that next day, cause this kind of all happened overnight um, with our night nurse when like, we kind of figured all this out. And then that next day, um, my, uh, my day shift nurse came in and um, she had been our nurse the day before. And I was like, I was like, it's my lymphedema. <laughs> and we like had our moment and we made our plan. And um, thankfully, like uh, my CLT team um, at the hospital, it, they were able to like kind of come up and see me and kind of teach me how to do some like extra MLD for um, draining my abdomen and my like pelvis and my labia and whatnot. Um, but by the time I left that day, my abdomen, my legs, like they were like horrifically swollen, um, because like the drainage had like been like dammed off by my labia. So like my left leg and my right leg were both like horrible. And I mean, like disclaimer, all people are swollen after they have a baby, like swelling is normal after you have a baby, but like the amount of swelling I had was like 10 times more than a normal person. Um, and you know, because you're a labor and delivery nurse. So you know what regular swelling looks like, which I think is super important to compare in those notes to is that I literally could not interview a better person for their postpartum journey because it's a social science experiment to have your first baby every day. It's like, I guess I'll try this. Mm -hmm. I think I'll put this here. This may feel better, but you actually have seen it. So I think that's, I just want to reiterate to anyone listening, like you would know what 10 times more swelling looks like compared to a, a me, a first time mom who doesn't know what to expect. Exactly. And I mean, and it's hard because it's like so many people probably would have just been told like, oh, it's normal to swell after you deliver. It's normal for your vagina to be really swollen. It's normal for your legs to be really swollen where like it is normal for your labia to be swollen for like 24 hours after you deliver. That's normal. But then it goes away. Yeah. Like you really, most people wear ice on their bottom for like eight hours at the most. Like, I mean, it's not like you're wearing it for days. I mean, some people find comfort in that. So that's okay if that's you, but it's like most people don't need ice on their bottom that long. Like most people have like, they can't get their shoes on, but it's not that their husband's shoes don't also fit. Right. Like, you know, like you, your feet are swollen and your shoes are maybe tight, but like, I like almost never have a patient who has to walk out barefoot or ride in a wheelchair because they have no shoes that will fit their feet. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like during your pregnancy, like your ring is going to fit to a certain point and then it's not going to fit anymore. Like everybody has like that small amount of swelling just from having extra fluids in your body, but like severe shifts are just not normal. If you join the Limpy Strong group, they usually have like a topics section. And if you are someone who if you're pregnant, if you're wanting to be pregnant, if your partner is pregnant or whatever, and you want to learn more about this, they generally take conversations like this and put them in a topics file or folder in the group chat, um, in like the top of the page. So if you ever go back and look for any certain topics and I'm not an Olympic strong expert, but I know that they have a lot of topics. So you can go in there and search like pregnancy, swelling, postpartum, 
labor and delivery. Mm -hmm. And you should be able to find it with those um, keywords in the Olympia Strong group. Yeah. And um, if you're not in the Olympia Strong group, I would definitely join it. If you have lymphedema or have someone that you love that has lymphedema, because there's actually um, three groups. There's Olympia Strong, Olympia Strong Running and Inspiration Group, and then there's a nutrition one um, that I can't think of what the name of that one is. But I, I mean, think it's like, like the Olympia Strong Cafe or something. I'll have to look. Yeah, something, I think it's something, yeah, like, something that. like that. And but they're awesome for just having like a community that is filled with resources because no, unfortunately, no doctor is going to be able to know what this group knows. There's no one who does. And if they do, then you probably will never be able to get in with them because they're going to be booked up for like 10 years. <laughs> I mean, there's some awesome physicians out there that are like very strong advocates for lymphedema. And there are amazing, amazing CLTs. And there are a bunch of them that are in that group. But like nobody is going to know it like the people who are going through it. So even just like, finding support. Like, I mean, I know when I first got diagnosed with lymphedema and I'm a nurse and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to be a nurse anymore. And I posted in the group and I was like, I don't even know what to do. Like, I'm a nurse. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I can't even tell you how many people were like, I'm a nurse too. I'm a nurse too. I'm a nurse. Like, and it just gave me encouragement to know that like, okay, I fixed this. Like, I don't have to sit at home and be sorry for myself and just watch TV and like, never work again. Like I can like figure out a treatment plan. Like, so like it gives you empowerment almost because you have so much encouragement to like advocate for yourself. So, and there's always that little magnifying glass that you can like search things, <laughs> um, which is really helpful because like right now I'm having a flare up and I've like been searching things like constantly in there. <laughs> like, search this doctor's name, like search this thing. Like I just have been like search this test. Like I just have been searching like crazy to see like what other people have been posting. And it's just so helpful because um, it's like your own little like lymphedema Google search engine that you can use. I was just thinking it's something similar to that. I mean, it's so unique, the lymphedema and the journey itself and getting resources and finding a medical team that is knowledgeable. Um, and a lot of times the patient is more knowledgeable than the medical provider, the doctor, whoever it may be, the surgeon. Um, and they hopefully, if you find a good one, they'll take that lead from you and they'll, they'll learn from you and they'll, they'll apply what you're telling them, but you're right. Nobody knows it better than the people who are living with lymphedema actively and that search engine yeah. that you're talking about, like being able to go into the group and just type things in. I think I've, I've done that before with trying to problem solve or find some resources for other, um, patients and like camper kids. Um, when the parents are like, Hey, my, their doctor recommended this. Do you know anything? And I was like, no, I don't, but I will try to find you an answer or try to give you a reference. Yeah. And you talked about making a plan, um, to manage it. When you were finished, you know, not finished, but when you kind of got through that moment of like, okay, we have to get 
proactive or reactive now. We have to get a plan. What was your CLT's new plan um, now that the genital lymphedema had kind of set in after delivery? Me and my husband and the baby had our moment. <laughs> and then we talked to my CLT. Um, so we went home. We were discharged on a Thursday. Somebody came to the room, showed me how to do this extra MLD. And then the plan was that I was going to go to therapy starting the next day um, in outpatient therapy. So I was like, so thankful because I was like, oh my gosh, like, I do not want to have to stay in this place any longer than I have to. And I was like, afraid that I was going to have to stay in the hospital. So the next day I went to see my CLT and, um, she cut me some like foam pieces, which if you have a place to share pictures, I can share all of like, like the pictures of those things, if that's helpful for people. But, um, she cut foam to put for me to like put in my underwear, um, to have compression applied to my labia. Um, but so she cut the foam for me to like layer in between underwear. So what I ended up doing was, cause you know, like you bleed after you have a baby, mm-hmm. you haven't had a baby yet. That's a secret that nobody talks to you about. Yes. So, um, truthfully, like, I mean, I already obviously knew that. Um, And thankfully, I didn't bleed a whole lot. So it made the whole experience a little bit less messy. Um, But I got like adult diapers and I had already planned on using those um, just because I've had patients who have used like the pens and loved them. So that made it a little bit easier. So basically, I took and um, wore like underwear with like a pad for the bleeding. And then I put like this foam in and then I wore another pair of underwear to like help it like be snug to my bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, so that like the foam wasn't getting messy, but um, I was still able to like get it like tight and close to my bottom. Um, and that helped tremendously. Um, she also gave me, like I said, some extra MLD and shared me some pictures. I can share that stuff with you if um, that would be helpful for people um, just to kind of know how to like activate like those areas because previously I hadn't been doing MLD in those locations. Yeah, that would be helpful. Um, And then she reached out to the pelvic floor team um, at in therapy at now patient um, and they gave me like just some like stretches to do to kind of help with like abdominal congestion and like your pelvic floor to kind of get those muscles to pump. Um, so I can share all of that stuff with anybody because I feel like it was like super helpful. Um, and then I just like did my pump two times a day. So I couldn't wear compression at that point because my legs were so large that I just had to be patient and wait. Um, so I would say it took a couple weeks. I don't really remember. Um, I would say it took a couple weeks for my labia to go down. Um, and it took like several months for my legs to completely like, like go down. Um, I would say like by my six week visit with my OB, I was able to wear compression. Um, but it definitely wasn't like my lymphedema was under control by that point. 
um, because my maternity leave was extended. Um, I w- went back around four months um, to kind of get everything under control. And if I haven't, hadn't been such a like strong advocate for myself, like they would have sent me back to work at like six weeks um, because I like technically had exhausted my leave. And I was like, no, like I have, I like, I can't even wear like normal shoes. Like, you know, so I think advocating for yourself is like key in your postpartum journey because um, again, like people aren't familiar with lymphedema. Like most people are familiar with like your arm being swollen after having cancer. So like having people understand that like your labia are swollen is confusing to them because they're like, no, lymphedema just happens in your arm. So like having um, the ability to like educate people and like advocate for yourself is like critical. I think one thing that helped me learn when I was learning about lymphedema is the quadrants of the body. So the way that the lymphedema affects the lower quadrants and the lower extremities, it doesn't just stop at your thigh. Your lower quadrant Mm -hmm. is from about your belly button around to like or your ribs. So like if you cut yourself in half, that's your lower quadrant. So your lymphedema can affect from your toes up into that lower abdomen region until the other drainage pathways take, you know, on their quadrant and then that drains its own way. And so it's really interesting that you mentioned that. And I want to point out, we, we are talking a whole lot. We are talking all about a vaginal delivery, but with a cesarean And I would like to, if there's anyone who wants to share their story about their cesarean recovery, there's a whole recovery process there too. One that is Mm -hmm. just cesarean, but two that impacts your lymphatic flow. Many women after a hysterectomy will have an onset of lymphedema um, or even just an abdominal surgery. They can have an onset of lymphedema after that because there is such a high concentration of lymphatics here in our lower abdominal region. And I just kind of walked you through the graphic of what lower extremity regions are like, that your belly button around to your ribs in the back down is a lower quadrant is where your lymphedema can be impacted. So even if you're cut really low into like your um, pubic line, you still have the possibility of lymphedema coming into like into your abdomen so if you say you had a cesarean you woke up you woke up you came out of delivery with a swollen labia but had you done a cesarean you may have come out with a very swollen lower abdomen um and where it would have been harder to detect because you had just been pregnant and your belly was big and distended And then you're thinking for months and months and months, I shouldn't still look pregnant. I shouldn't still look four months pregnant. You know, he's four or five months out, but a woman who's had a cesarean, she may experience swelling, but swelling that looks like a persistent pooch or, um, Mm. they call it like an orange peel texture where the skin gets kind of hard and dimply. So there are different things to consider there that, um, would need to be discussed with a CLT and with your physician. Uh, OB so that you know kind of what to expect. 
Lymphedema Podcast is made possible by the support of Eros Medical, Bryland's Feet Foundation, Dr. Jenna Wishnu at Lamb Vascular and Associates, Juzo Compression, and MediUSA. For more information and to browse previous episodes, visit the Lymphedema Podcast website. Exactly. And I actually um, have like talked to some uh, people since delivering and having my story, like being out there that have had C-sections and like, they're like, yeah, my incision swelled. And, you know, like um, one girl, she actually didn't know she had lymphedema. She had had lymph nodes removed as a child because of cancer. And then she had a C-section and then her legs started swelling and her incision started swelling. So like definitely being aware of no matter how your baby comes out, that um, there will be swelling most likely in the trauma area and in your abdomen, possibly down is like important because that shelf is definitely a thing because I can tell you like, like my abdomen, like there's like a weird, like region where it's like, okay, no swelling and then swelling. So um, it definitely affects everybody differently, but it is a possibility to have those things happen. Just staying proactive. I think that's another, just reiterating something that you've already said is that making that plan, learning about your body, the effects of pregnancy on your body, the effects of lymphedema, planning, you know, the best you can for if it's a vaginal delivery or a cesarean, you can learn ahead of time what to expect, no matter what the opportunity, like opportunity, no matter what may come. And I think Mm -hmm. it's so empowering to do that. It's terrifying and it's easier to stick your head in the sand and just say, I don't want to know. I don't want to, I don't want to prepare. I don't want to prepare for it, but you will have a better outcome and you will be a better mom. You will be in a better mental state and you'll be ready to take on what comes because no matter what, after that baby's here, your lymphedema doesn't stop and that baby is out (laughs) and he or she needs you. They need their mom. You're going to be exhausted. And so adding that onto it, you said in your notes, you haven't said it yet, but you said that you felt like you had two babies, um, after, exactly. <laughs> after, um, delivery and the genital lymphedema coming on that you had your lymphedema to manage and you had your baby. And so those are, I think that's a really powerful thing that to look at it and to consider the time that's needed to care for a newborn and the time that's mm-hmm. needed to care for a flare up of lymphedema. Oh, definitely. And I mean, like, and it was, and that was something that I just had to acknowledge and acknowledge the fact that like, okay, yes, I had a baby who needs me and he needs my attention and my love and all of those things. But like, I also have my legs as my like twin to my pregnancy. Like I have to take care of them and not discounting the impact that my legs had on my time because so many people told me don't worry about your lymphedema after you deliver just focus on you and the baby focus on recovery like all of these things and I really feel like that was a great disservice because had I known what I know now then it maybe wouldn't have gotten that bad because I would have possibly been able to do MLD and, you know, keep it from getting too bad because, you know, of being able to cut it off at the past. So 
I definitely would encourage like anybody who like is pregnant and has lymphedema in their like lower quadrant to like do MLD while you're in the hospital. Like I would not pack your pump because I mean, like it would be a very messy experience if you bled in your pump. <laughs> but like MLD is, if you know how to do it, like it's not hard. It's not like you need any equipment. And if you don't know how to do it, then it's easy to learn. And that's part of lymphedema is that we have to learn how to do new things. So I would um, say as a CLT, I mean, like a Hail Mary, let's put a Band-Aid on the gaping hole in the side of our ship is that you can take a towel and you can roll it up to where it's fairly large, kind of looks like a log and you can put it between your legs, snug, very, very snug to your labia. And as I'm saying this, I'm slightly cringing, thinking of if I had to do this right after delivery. But if you have that onset of lymphedema in your genitals after delivery, what you can do is you can take something there to provide that compression. And luckily with a towel, um, maybe you'll have like a chuck or something also from the hospital, which is like the little puppy pee pad type thing. Some of them are um, mm-hmm. cloth. Um, if you're not, you know, used to like hospital <laughs> linen lingo, um, you can take like yeah. a chuck and like put it there first and then roll the towel up and put it between your legs and just like squeeze your legs. So basically you are hugging that towel to give you compression and you can do deep abdominal breaths to stimulate your thoracic duct. And so when you squeeze your legs together, you're activating the muscle pump. When you do deep abdominal lymphatic breaths, you are activating the deep lymphatic system by the thoracic duct. And you can do that off and on throughout the day. And that should help in addition to your MLD that you are kind of moving that fluid out with some external pressure, which is what a compression garment would do or like that, um, foam pad that they cut for you, that would be kind of the same thing. And so just in case if someone has that, you can't do the same thing with a cesarean because you have to be really mindful of the incision and the kind of pressure, um, applied to from internally on your incision and externally from like what you wear and what you put on it. Um, but I would say if you have genital lymphedema, that's one like quick in the hospital trick that maybe you could try. Um, and maybe if Trish, you plan on having another baby, um, you'll have that in your back pocket too. If you're ever in the, um, hospital with a swollen labia again. Yeah. And I definitely like, if we have another baby, like I will just do MLD, like the way I did it this time, just I'll start it when I deliver, um, just to kind of get that drainage going. Um, and I mean, like, obviously anything you do, you should always consult your OB, but I will say if you have a C-section and you have swelling at your incision site, I would say in my experience, we put abdominal binders on people and that is a lot of compression. So like if you put like a pad, like a panty, a panty line, like a peri pad, um, like in there just to give direct pressure, like to there, like you're not going to, you're not going to allow, how do I say that? You're not They're going to put it. so much you're not going to put so much pressure on your abdomen that you're not going to know you're hurting something <laughs> because if you put that thing too tight, you're not gonna be able to breathe because it's going to push on your diaphragm. You're not gonna be able to breathe. 
So like those abdominal binders that they have after C-sections would be like a great tool. But I would say in my like OB experience mixed with lymphedema, my tips would be like one, don't make it too tight because then you're going to tourniquet your body. Um, You want to still allow for lymph drainage. Um, and you want that thing to be low. So it's over top of your incision, not up on your belly, pushing more pressure on your incision. Um, So that's a problem with just general C-section patients that I have is that those binders slide up and then it's just like pushing more pressure on your incision. So if you have lymphedema, that's like 10 times worse because now you're going to have normal swelling and lymphedema swelling. So I do want to get to the last two points here that we have. Um, I want to be mindful of your time. I know you have Luke to get back to. How has this experience changed your daily routine um, with the addition of managing genital lymphedema and kind of keeping it from setting back in? Because if, if I know what I think I know, once you have swelling in your genital region, your body's a little bit more likely to kind of have that fluid settle there again, even without the trauma of another labor experience. Have you had any more genital swelling that you've had to manage that was not there pre-pregnancy? Um, are those some things that have changed your daily routine? Um, so I don't know that I've necessarily had, I definitely haven't had anything like what I had at delivery. Um, I can't say that I really like paid that much attention to my life before. Um, like what it was like before. Um, but I feel like just generally speaking, after you have a baby, like you kind of pee yourself a little bit. And, um, so like I pretty much almost always wear a pad, which gives me a little bit of compression. Um, so that probably helps to prevent it as well. Um, but thankfully I've not had any like major flare ups with like having periods in my labia. Um, but for sure, like my abdomen and my legs, um, have definitely been like running the show, um, lately and, um, it's just a, it's just a constant juggle of making sure that you're doing your MLD, doing your machine, wearing your compression, keeping your CLT in the loop to like keep your plan. And, um, like I haven't stopped going to therapy since having Luke and he's six and a half months old now. So, um, like I had a period of time in January where like my numbers looked like they were getting better. Um, and then we were going to maybe discharge me, which was like super exciting. And I wasn't going to have to come back for a while. Um, and then I had a period and work got crazy and I had a lot of stress in my life. So I had like three triggers that just flared it back up. Mm. So I would say like postpartum, my biggest tip would be to just take it day by day and make sure that you have like the tools and resources and like knowledge in your toolbox so that like when those things happen, and your baby doesn't sleep for three days, and you're exhausted, that's going to affect your lymphedema differently than just, I mean, no matter what, it's going to affect your lymphedema differently than just being tired. So um, that like would be my biggest thing that like, has like affected my daily routine is just making sure that you find balance within those things. 
And what advice or encouragement do you have for other women who are listening today? Just have your community, like have your support system. And uh, I mean, if you have a husband, a boyfriend, a man in your life, someone helps you get pregnant. So like (laughs) have them be as knowledgeable as they can, because that like is your like biggest helper, because that's probably who you live with. And having a good support system at home is critical because I mean, it's hard. It's hard for him too. And like having that support system is important. Having your family, your coworkers, whoever you, your friends, like whoever you can. Um, and then just staying in touch with like the lymphedema community, like whether it's through Lymphy Strong or any other organizations out there, like having people that you can like bounce questions off of is like critical because that's how you're going to like get answers and like your CLT like I like I love my CLT like I feel like we've I feel like hopefully one day I'll be able to not go all the time and I can like go have lunch with her or something and thankfully I mean like I also have a very different um experience because I like knew my CLT before I had the Matima. So it like worked out really good because I then got her to be my therapist. And Luke is awake now. Didn't you hear us talking about you? Oh, he What's says, up, okay. bugger? I want to play mama. Hey, did you hear mommy's voice? Oh, come here. So, um, oh, but no, sweet. I mean, I think... And I think just not getting discouraged and allowing yourself to have grace and knowing that um, regardless of anything, you have a beautiful baby and your baby needs love and your baby needs snuggles and like all of those normal things and finding balance within caring for yourself and just enjoying your baby because if you let it, your lymphedema will completely run the show. And then you'll look back and be like, oh my gosh, like I didn't enjoy my baby the whole time. And now they're one or whatever. So letting, letting your self, letting yourself have grace is very important. Yeah. There's a balance that takes place, but also just a learning curve. Um, Mm -hmm. Motherhood, being a first time mom, postpartum hormones, all those things. I mean, those take time in themselves to balance, um, to work through, to adjust to. It's a whole new life. Literally, you go into the hospital one person and you come out a new person forever and ever. You're Mm -hmm. not the same person. So I 100% agree that you have to just give yourself grace and you just have to have that like mental resilience to push forward. If you need a cry break, if you want to have a pity party, set a timer. And then once the pity party is over and the timer goes off, you have to move on and become proactive. You have to move forward and find a solution because your baby needs you. And eventually that lymphedema can become debilitating and you can't care for yourself or your child. So you have to take care of yourself first. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, also, I mean, we really didn't talk about this, 
But I mean, I did breastfeed and I will tell you a lot of people um, told me not to breastfeed because they said, oh, it'll make your hormones crazy. It's going to make your lymphedema worse. I would take that in your own experience and not let anyone deter you because eventually I ran out of milk and my lymphedema was worse after I stopped breastfeeding than when I did. So like advocating for yourself and not just changing your plan because it is what someone thinks is also important because like I was at a point where I was like, even if it is making my lymphedema worse to breastfeed, it's temporary and I can figure it out afterwards, but this is what I want to do for him. And like, I feel like, I mean, within reason, like you obviously have to listen to your doctors and stuff like that. But I mean, I was glad that I didn't listen to them because I mean, it just kind of eventually like my milk just went away. And then I was like, okay, this is a sign that I need to be done with this because I'm not making much milk. So it wasn't that I like chose to stop doing it because someone told me to stop doing it because it might make my lymphedema better. Um, So just like a lot of people who are not within the lymphedema community have a lot of opinions on what will help you. And I think we could all probably write a book on the funny things that people tell you. Right. <laughs> so, um, I had someone tell me that I should eat steak every day. And I was like, that's a really good piece of advice, but I don't think that's going to help my lymphedema. <laughs> um, I was like, yeah. eat more red meat. I don't think that's going to help, but okay. Sounds good. Thank you for your, your story. <laughs> Maybe they're trying so, to eat I mean, keto. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what they were, but it was just like, I feel like you have to find balance also in all of the random advice that people are going to give you and like making a plan with your CLT who is knowledgeable is probably like your best bet. Um, So that like you have a good plan and that you have good support at home are like your two keys to me that like help me get through all of this. Letting the lymphedema community into your personal and private postpartum journey takes so much courage. So thank you, Trish, for sharing your story so that it can help more women on their postpartum journey. Mother Teresa says loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema. I hope you enjoyed learning more about pregnancy, pregnancy and postpartum, Remember, if there is a topic you're looking for, the website has the full library of podcasts. Email me with your story if you would like to share podcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode.